Our Lord Jesus Christ, according to John. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him. Yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born not of blood, or of the will of the flesh, or of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. John testified to him and cried out, this was he of whom I said, he who comes after me ranks ahead of me, because he was before me. From his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. The law indeed was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. It is God the only Son who is close to the Father's heart, who has made him known. The Gospel of the Lord. Make these words more than words and give us the spirit of Jesus. In the holy name of the Trinity, we pray. Amen.
Madeline Lengel, author of A Wrinkle in Time and lifelong Episcopalian, said this. Was there a moment known only to God when all the stars held their breath, when the galaxies paused in their dance for a fraction of a second, and the word who had called it all into being went with all his love into the womb of a young girl, and the universe, it started to breathe again, and the ancient harmonies resumed their song, and the angels, they clapped their hands for joy. Power, greater power than we can imagine, abandoned. As the word knew the powerlessness of the unborn child, still unformed, taking up almost no space in the great sea of amniotic fluid, unseeing, unhearing, unknowing, slowly growing. As any human embryo grows, arms and legs and head and eyes and mouth and nose, slowly swimming into life until the ocean in the womb is no longer large enough and it is time for the birth. Madeline Lingle capitalizes word in the poem. She capitalizes it as it is capitalized in our gospel reading for today. In the beginning was the word, capital W-O-R-D, word. Why? Because the word in John's gospel is saturated with meaning. The word is meant to bring us all the way back to Genesis as the creator calls the world into being. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Darkness was over the face of the deep and the spirit of God hovering over the surface of the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. God's words became light and water and land and plants and living creatures. And that word was before all time, before there was anything, when it was just darkness over the face of the abyss. Marianne May Thompson, a retired professor of New Testament from Fuller Seminary, she said this in her commentary, which, by the way, is just called John. She says, John identifies Jesus as the word through which the world was made and life was given, which pervades the cosmos as the unique son. He alone makes God known. This cosmic aspect of his identity comes to expression in the universal claim of Jesus the king of Israel, on all peoples of this world. We notice this also in our Galatians reading. Jesus is in fact the person, the person who you hear, the person we saw, the person they followed, and the person who challenged. And in that person, we come face to face with the agent of creation, the one through whom the world was made and its savior. The word was made flesh. It is this word made flesh 
who heals, who teaches, who debates, who hungers, thirsts, bleeds, and dies in a specific time and in a specific place. Professor Thompson is saying that the word, capital W-O-R-D, and the historic Jesus are one and the same. The word isn't just an idea floating around in somebody's head. The word was and is a person, and we call him Jesus. Some see the Gospel of John as a spiritualized interpretation of the other Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. I would argue that John is just as much about doing, just as much about flesh and blood as the other Gospels. John begins with the enfleshment of the word God with us, God doing, God moving in our world. The word made flesh is Jesus who lived among us. This is no disembodied, spiritualized way to talk about how God loved us into being or how God was born into the world through the body of a teenage girl. In the same breath, the word is the very heart and the very identity of God as creator. The word is in relationship with God and the Son and of all humankind. The word became part of our world and forever tied to humanity, flesh and blood and vulnerability. As the Messiah, the word is bound to the people of Israel. And for those who believe in him, we become adopted children through faith. The gospel reading says, but to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave the power to become children of God, who were born not of blood or of the will of flesh or of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and lived among us. But why? Why would God choose to be born into the world? The word God made manifest in our world, incomprehensible power, born into utter powerlessness. Why? There's only one answer. For love of us. John 3.16 answers the question. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. That, for me, is at the center of the universe. One of the plays that I wrote for Christmas several years ago, it didn't begin with the angel Gabriel visiting Mary. It didn't begin with, my soul magnifies the Lord. It didn't even begin with the gospel reading for Christmas. Now Caesar Augustus ordered a census. The play began with a projection on the wall of the cosmos, a dark sky with stars and planets. And just then, a real live infant was held up over the head of the actor playing God. And we heard from the creator, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was God in the beginning. Through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that had been made. In him was life, 
and that life was the light of all mankind, and that light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. And then next, the angel Gabriel came to the center, right about here between both sides of the congregation, and he held out his hands and he said, God so loved the world. And you heard from every corner of the sanctuary, children and teenagers and adults alike saying, God so loved the world. 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 And he interrupted them and he said, God so loved the world that he sent his only son, that whoever believes in him will never die, but have everlasting life. And then from the back of the church, a young girl embodying the Holy Spirit came dancing. One year it was a folklorico dancer with her skirts. One year it was a ballerina on point. One year it was a rhythmic gymnast. And as she twisted and she turned, the choir sang, Emmanuel, God with us. Emmanuel, Emmanuel, God with us, the King of Israel. God, the Word, Emmanuel, God with us, was born in flesh and blood. This isn't just words or theologizing. This is doing. God did, God sent, God so loved the world. And I am here to say that God still loves the world. This isn't a spiritualized, big rock candy mountain pie in the sky story. The incarnation is flesh and blood in the person we call Jesus. Jesus, the Word, capital W-O-R-D, is God, with God, before the creation of the world, now and forever. Amen. Through the Word, God created the world and continues to speak into it in real and palpable ways. His light shines in the darkness, and the darkness shall not overcome it. We are called to testify to that light. The world, it demands for us to point to the light. When darkness dominates the headlines, we must dare to love justice. We must dare to point to that light. We must dare to love the people the rest of the world throws away. I know we live in a world that worships power. And yet we worship a God who is incomprehensible power and still our God chose to be born an infant into utter powerlessness, all for love of us and not for love of what we could be, but for love of who we are sitting in this church in these pews. God, the word was born into the brokenness of our world 
and God continues to do so. God continues to send and be born in each one of us through Jesus of Nazareth, a real person who healed, taught, debated, hungered, bled, and died in a specific time and in a specific place. The word capitalized W-O-R-D is indeed soaked with meaning. It is the magnum mysterium, the magnificent mystery that is the incarnation of God on earth. Emmanuel, God with us. Madeline Lengel says that the incarnation is an affirmation for us, reminding us that God is in it with us. She says this, the good news is this, that God isn't just sitting back watching the universe unfold. What wondrous love is this? God so loved the world that the creator of it all came down to be with us then, now, and forever. Amen and hallelujah.